David's lost him. Then since Charlene won't be able to plug the socials, um, he's having a bit of technical difficulties. Make sure you're following the podcast at the Fantasy Addicts on the Twitters. Is that right? It's it's been a long time, guys. And (laughs) no, no, I've I've butchered it. No, we need Andrew. You're gonna have to do some editing. You have to cut this. Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? I am back. It is Frank. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope all the listeners won their fantasy championships. Um, unfortunately, I did come up a little bit short in our fantasy playoffs. I'm probably just going to leave it there. I don't really want to talk about it that much, but I'm sure the person that's uh, on the other side of this call definitely will. Andrew, how are you, mate? Good, Frank. Uh, another year, another win. You know how it goes. Listeners, how are we doing? Charlene, you uh, you come up a little bit short. Um, how are you feeling? How are you going? Good to good to see yeah. you. Hey, um, yeah. So I did. Uh, we've already talked about that, so there's no reason to get back into it. I'm still depressed, but not as depressed. Every day gets a little bit better. Um, starting to actually open my sleeper app, um, which is good. So progressing quite quite slowly, but we're getting there. You know, uh, it's only up from here. I guess, because we're right at the bottom, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I know someone who, who didn't make the playoffs, but uh, who's in a great mood since the fa- fantasy season over. Joel, how are we feeling? Mr. Mr. Um, Sam Presti, what's going on, man? Yeah, good. Um, just counting down the days until Bijan Robinson can join the roster. Um yeah, it's all good. Um, Joel, 2K23 is well on track. It's all going good. We're, we're here to talk about some 2022. Um, get, get Do you want to get right into it? Plug the socials. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll plug the socials, guys. <laughs> it's at, at the FB Addicts on the Twitters and at the Fancy Addicts on Instagram. Um, we're going to be grinding throughout the uh, – well, not us, Andrew, on the Twitters uh, through draft season, everything like that, off-season, you know, dynasty moves to make. So make sure we're all plugged in, um, keep keeping uh, keeping tabs on what's going on and, and voting on those polls because those polls are awesome. Um, I love them. Uh, but let's get into more important things. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Addicts uh, Fantasy Football Awards. Um, now this is just all the awards from our, all of our favorite players and who was the best and who was the worst. Uh, we're going to talk about, we, we've got nominations. We're going to talk about who we think is the winner. Everyone's going to kind of make their case. Um, and then we're going to, um, come to a conclusion on who we think deserves the award. Um, going to start us off hot. Um, gonna, it's going to be the one and only award to, to go start us off with. Um, it's the fantasy MVP. Now, for my criteria for a fantasy MVP is like there's 
it was a bit of a tough year because a lot of our star players, you know, the ones that you had been relying on all season didn't really come through in the last two games. If they did come through, they came through one of the two. Um, but I think it's kind of the most consistent player, uh, the guy that every week helped you win your fantasy fantasy week. I know it doesn't really matter when it comes to the end, but I, I, I still think getting there is extremely important. Um, but uh, I'm not sure if everyone else agrees with that. Uh, does everyone agree with that? I guess we'll have to find out, Charlene, who are our nominations. All right. Let's uh let's go through the nominations. All right. Our first nomination is Justin Jefferson. Second is Travis Kaus. Third is Patrick Mahomes. Fourth is Josh Jacobs. And fifth is Austin Eckler. Um, I'm gonna go first, who I think is the fantasy MVP. Um, I even though he didn't have greatest um you know, first week of finals. Um, he he was still by far and away the most valuable piece to because the running backs weren't amazing this year, and I definitely think it's Josh Jacobs, uh, who really proved a lot of people wrong, especially me. I uh, didn't have him in my bus or anything, but uh, yeah, uh, that's who I'm going with. Um, who who does everyone else have? Frank, you you go next. Your fantasy MVP. Yeah, well, you you spoke about um, how good Josh Jacobs was, and obviously you didn't get him at the same price as this guy, but he did perform better than Josh Jacobs. He performed when it matters. I wore a big 20-plus bomb from Austin Eckler in our semifinal. It's got to be Austin Eckler. He was basically the number one running back the entire year and then gave you 50 points over the two weeks of the playoffs. You can't ask for anything more from your running back one. You took him where, you know, he needed to deliver on value and it's exactly what he did. He cares about your fantasy team. He's public about it. Just the guy you want on your team. Andrew, props to you, mate. Thanks, Frank. Uh, Austin Eckler is also my vote. Um, you know, how can you give this award to someone who didn't win our Dynasty League, really, fellas? So, um, but I do want to shout out Pat Mahomes, you know, Um quarterback was more important this year than most from memory and um yeah he was really good you know you could have said uh other qbs like hertz um for example but mahomes was there every week scoring 25 to 30 points so i do want to give him a shout out but my vote is austin eckler joel who are you going for fantasy mvp um yeah i would give it to eckler um i think he was especially in PPR formats, whether it was half or full. Um, I think he was the most intimidating player to play against. Um, I would personally I really wanted to say Garrett Wilson. No, that's probably more a next year thing or a two year away thing, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, idiot. Um, or a Brees Hall thing, but you know, poor Brees. Um, Christian McCaffrey wasn't in the nominations, and I think the RB2 probably, you know, on the year probably deserves to be there. Played a full 17 games. Um, you know, all the injury concern coming into this season from the past two seasons was just, you know, completely, you know, ignored. Uh, he didn't phase him, RB2. Um, and then, obviously, Jalen Hurts was probably there as well before the injury. Um, 
but then obviously did die. And Travis Kelsey was very um, important at a positional value. Um, you know, if you had Kelsey, you were obviously winning at tight end every single week. But I still think the fantasy MVP is probably the person who you're most scared to face week on week. And I think that was, you know, Austin Eckler. And, you know, his 100-plus catches, his all the touchdowns, um, you know, he was just very, very good. Well, there you have it, Alex Gang. Our fantasy MVP for the 2022 season is Austin Eckler. Shout out to you, my boy. Um, next award on the slate, uh, more of a sad one, I guess you could say, um, but still funny. Uh, our fantasy bust of the year. Um, it's pretty easy for me who I want to pick already, uh, but I'll still have to go through the nominations. Um, first is Kyle Pitts. Second is Russell Wilson. Third is Jonathan Taylor. And fourth is Najee Harris. Uh, Joel didn't like the Najee Harris nomination before the show, but that's okay. But my pick is going to be Kyle Pitts. Um, look, I wasn't really into him. I didn't... Uh, I didn't want to be involved in that Falcons offense, so he didn't hurt me anywhere. But I can imagine the type of uh, pain he brought a lot of people, especially because most people just kept putting him in your lineup because you thought, oh, yeah, he's bad, but, like, he's so good, apparently, you know. But that's all you had to keep saying to yourself. You're like, oh, my God, he's such a good player, though. But, but he didn't show show anyone nothing. Um. Look, I don't know. I don't. I. It's really hard to tell for me, in my opinion, if he's going to be good in the future. Uh, if he like, if he was on the Chiefs, I guess he'd be pretty good. But I don't know. I don't know if he's the next Noah Fant. But that's my pick for bust of the year. Um, Frank, he probably. I don't know if he actually hurt you anywhere, but I know you really liked him. Uh, is he your bust of the year, or are you going with someone else? Yeah, I've got to acknowledge that I was. I've, frankly, completely wrong about Kyle Pitts, um, completely wrong about, you know, him being serviceable in this terrible, terrible Atlanta Falcons offense. Sadly, um, his talent wasn't enough to overcome that. And hopefully, you know, possibly in the draft, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, address that quarterback position and hopefully improve this offense. Um, so I didn't have him in any leagues, um, but I was, you know, on this show telling people to go out and draft Kyle Pitts, you know, in the third, fourth round. Um, and that, you know, if you took that advice, you were probably hurt by it. And for that, I am truly sorry. But the number one pick in the fantasy football drafts all off season, it was Jonathan Taylor. He gave you injured weeks. He was injured at the back end of the year. You didn't even have him for your playoffs. You didn't have him for that home stretch when you needed to win games to get into playoffs. Even when he was on the field, he was average at best. You couldn't count on him to give you top five production. If you're taking number one overall pick, at, at the number one overall pick, he needs to be at least a top five running back. And he just did not deliver that whatsoever. Um, I think when you weigh up all your costs, you weigh up, you know, how much production they gave you. I think it's a no brainer that Jonathan Taylor, biggest bust of the year, hurt my dynasty team uh, quite a bit, sadly. Uh, I'll jump in. Um, my vote's Russ Wilson. Just because, um, I Frank, you remember our trade, Russ Wilson for Jared Goff? Shout out! Yeah, I lose um, sleep over it still. No, nah, but you know, 
everyone had such high hopes for Russ Wilson. No one really saw it coming. I kind of, I wasn't in on pits. It didn't burn me as bad. And Russ Wilson did burn me in a few leagues, um, especially the dynasty one for the first half. Until you, Frank, um, shout out you. So Russ Wilson is my vote. Um, Joel, who's your biggest bust of the year? I think the correct answer is Kyle Pitts. Um, but he didn't burn me in particular. I didn't really, I don't have any Kyle Pitts anywhere. A um, couple of names that I would like to put forward, a couple of um, people, or one person that I was in on, and I know Frank was too. Um, one LA Ram, Alan Robinson. Oh, that's a good one. Boy, was he bad. Oh. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Oh, probably going to hit the waiver wire in our league. Yeah, another um, LA Ram who would have probably been the favourite for this award if not for a, you know, a little late surge. Cam Akers, boy, did he not help you until it was all over. Maybe you were lucky enough to pick him up off the wire. Um, but yeah, I think even still, I think um, Kyle Pitts being drafted in the second or third round of leagues, um, giving you a complete nothing at tight end. Um, and then obviously you're sacrificing depth at wide receiver or running back um, has to be the bust. Like he, he, even when he played, he was bad and then he just didn't play. So um, yeah, has to, I think the answer has to be Kyle Pitts. Well, just from two votes, we're going to go with Kyle Pitts as the uh, bust of the year. Uh, name some gross people in this segment. Shout out to all of you guys. Um, really glad you guys were on our fantasy rosters this year. Woo! Next award. ADP gem of the year. So pretty much the best value for your pick in the draft. Um, got a few names here. There was a few names we wanted to put in as well that um, I just didn't have enough room for. Um, so I'll quickly go through them. First one is Josh Jacobs, obviously. Um, next one is Jalen Waddle. Uh, next one is Christian Kirk. Next one is Jalen Hurts. And the last one is Tony Pollard. Um, there's still quite a few names I could uh, put here, but uh, I think, in my opinion, those are kind of the most prominent names uh, that, that really helped you and, and and where you drafted them, you know, made you feel feel like a really smart human for taking them. Uh, so I'm going to make my case. It's, uh, it's going to be Josh Jacobs again for me. I really wanted that guy was awesome, but because he did get injured late in the season, and he was taken a lot higher than Josh Jacobs. And, you know, Josh Jacobs with all the news coming out of camp and everything that was just, it just sounds really bad. So even better for me is um, I watched Frank trade him for a first round pick um, and he got absolutely burned by the trade. So it just makes me feel better by picking this guy. So shout out to you, Josh Jacobs. Speaking of Frank, Frank, who's your pick for ADP? Gem of the year. Yeah, it pains me to say that it's not Jalen Hurts because, like you said, he wasn't there. He wasn't available um, when you needed him most in your playoff weeks, but he did get you there. So, again, really good pick. Someone that we were, I think we're all in agreement about Jalen Hurts this offseason. He was going to be an incredible fantasy quarterback this year. 
Um, but I do agree with you, Charlene. It's Josh Jacobs. Um, for those of us that were going wide receiver early in our drafts, being able to pick up a running back like Josh Jacobs, like I did, I definitely did in one league as well. And then I had him in our dynasty league as well. I'd picked him up for a first round pick um, earlier that that uh, off season. Then I traded him again just before the season started um, as well, just based off all the news that was coming out of camp. It really looked grim. You're starting to get him in the seventh round of fantasy drafts. Um, and then he's given you a top five running back um, season. It's just incredible. I believe he was running back three after a slow finish to the season, which is disappointing um, for those teams that he carried to the playoffs. But again, just incredible. Someone you get in the seventh round, um, you were very, very happy with what Josh Jacobs gave you. What do you reckon, Andrew? You going to agree with Charlene and I, or are you going to deviate? Um, yeah, no. It, it, the obvious choice is Josh Jacobs, but I just want to shout out a few players. Um, Armin Ra, my boy, um, you know, wide receiver eight. Um, just just produced every week, Frank. Um, some others, Tony Pollard. Um, yeah, I wasn't in on Tony Pollard. Um, the man next to me is the Tony Pollard guy. Um, but I also just want to bring up Justin Fields. If you look at him post week four, man was awesome. Um, so Josh Jacobs is the pick, but I just wanted to, you know, shout out some other players that would have helped our listeners win their leagues. Um, Joel, who are you voting for? Yeah, once again, I feel like the answer is pretty obvious. Um, Jacobs has to be it. Just no one wanted him. I don't, people probably still don't want him, but he was like the running back two on the year. So, or running back three, I think Frank mentioned. So, um, yeah, just in relation to where you were getting him in drafts, I think he has to be the most valuable pick um, in leagues. Um, did anyone mention Ramondre? No. Yeah, Ramondre. No, no, they didn't. Yeah. Oh, boy, shout out Ramondre. He would be another name that I would mention. Um, yeah, it probably doesn't win the award, but um, was really valuable to have, um, especially down the stretch. Um, or, you know, before he obviously was dirt in the finals, um, you know, sort of weeks five through third. He was um, really valuable to have, did it all, um, you know, court passes, um, pretty much was the whole Patriots offense. Um, but yeah, um, maybe Kenneth Walker, but again, he sort of died off. Um, yeah, I think, but still, um, you know, Josh Jacobs running back two, running back three at, you know, round seven ADP, he's the um the clear fantasy MVP at like cost. I just want to jump in real quick. Um, yes or no game, everyone. You think right. Jake Jacobs is back with the Raiders? Yes, no. Yes. Yes. I think it's I think he gets overrated. I think they're running it back. Is that controversial? Sorry um, episode, but it's Tom Brady, it's Devontae Adams, it's Josh Jacobs. Jeez, all right. Um, I want to say no, but I feel like he will. Like if if it was money and you guys all said yes, and then I said no, and I just win like you know three on like three to one odds, I would say no. But you know, I feel like it's not hot takey, and he probably won't. But you know, if he gave me a good good price, I would say he would go. Frank, you want to bet the man, or is it splitting hairs? <laughs> Throwback. 
Uh, well, I feel like I should wait until the money hits my account from people that owe me from other outstanding bets, Charlene. Um, but until then, I'll make some bets after that. Oh, couple. Yeah, that's right, listeners. I'll throw him under the bus. Yeah, guys. He uh, he won the uh, he won the Courtland Sudden Jerry Judy battle. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, it was. Shout awesome. out to the Broncos. That was it came right down to the wire. It was a wide receiver one and two. It was crazy. Those two are bus candidates, just quietly. Yeah. But... The whole Broncos bus candidates. No. You left out uh, anyway. I don't know. Jerry Judy is like the wide receiver twenty two, and you were taking him as like the wide receiver twenty. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. But uh, no, Charlene, don't talk about that one. How about we talk about how you said James Winston over Justin Fields? That's the one that you really need to take a walk on. Oh, wait. So I owe you more money. Charlene, check the chat. That's good. I'll send you a text. Don't worry. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I did make that bet, guys. Uh, I would have won if Jameis uh, came back healthy, but that's um, neither here or there. Anyway. For Andy Dalton. (laughs) No, his back was still fucked. All right, leave him alone. Next award is. The wow, the what the fuck, the waiver wire pickup <laughs> of the year. Oh, man, we got out of reach. Really struggled with my W's there, anyway. Yeah, he um, doesn't catch many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you walked into that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um, anyway, um, these are our candidates it's uh, Jets McKinnon, Zay Jones, Latavius Murray, and this was a late treat, Raheem Mostert. Um, I don't, I don't think he was drafted. I'm just gonna make an assumption he wasn't. I'd be very, I'd be very, uh, because I'm pretty sure it was all Josh, uh, Chase Edmonds, but I'm gonna put him in here anyway. Um, 30 year old Raheem Mostert. Uh, but even with him in here, even though he played really well, um, I really like all these candidates, but I think, uh, the guy who really helped you out the most because he was so good in your championship weeks, uh, was Jets McKinnon. Um, he just scored touchdowns and he did it when you needed it the most. So shout out to Jets McKinnon. Uh, but all these guys really contributed to everyone's teams, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, and it was a bit hard because there's a lot of leagues, different kind of waivers. Uh, you, you could make an argument, you know, Justin Fields was on your waivers. But uh, like, uh, I guess some people in like, you know, one QB leagues and stuff like that. But this is kind of like, you know the the guys that definitely weren't drafted and uh, definitely were were on your waiver wise even like halfway through the season. So um, yeah, I'm going with Jess McKinnon. Uh, Frank, who who's your pick? Yeah, I feel like we're on the same wavelength, Charlene. It's got to be the 99 percentile athlete, Jess McKinnon. Um, as someone who owned Isaiah Pacheco, it was frustrating to see Jess McKinnon be so heavily involved in the passing game, especially in the red zone. Um, they just love getting the ball to Jets and just letting him work. And he, you know, he put the ball in the end zone when it hurt me the most in our uh, playoff game, Andrew. So uh, well done to you. Um, it's Jets McKinnon for me. I reckon that's where Andrew's going to go as well. Joel, maybe diverting elsewhere, but we'll see. For a third round pick, Jets McKinnon. And um, three touchdowns in the playoffs for me in the Dynasty League. Uh, shout out, Matt Barbara. Shout out, Frank. And I quote, if you need McKinnon, you ain't shit. 
Who the fuck's laughing now, Frank? <laughs> Waiver um, wire pick up that? of the year. Waiver wire pick up of the year, Jets McKinnon. Joel, who are you going? Yeah, um, sneaky. Um, I actually picked up this um this player in our um redraft league off waivers for a hundred and eight dollars. Um, he helped me win a title against Frank, even though that title might have a little asterisk next to it. Um, yeah, you can, I'll, I'll let you guess who it is. Um, you're gonna say something whack like Zonovan Knight. No, he's he's a running back. Um, um, I don't know how to give it away. He this person rushed for 1066 yards. Pretty sure he had the most touchdowns. Yeah, but they're going to get it if you say that. Oh, yeah. Why did you say that? Sorry. Is that he was not. Was he on waivers? He was drafted. I picked him up for $108. Thank you very much. I would clearly show how much I pay attention to our redraft league that I got robbed in. But, um, yeah. But also, yeah, Jamal Williams. Well done. Well, he scored 22 points against you in the grand final. Yeah, that guy you know does need some love because he play, he has been two points. I um yeah picked him up on September twenty seven, so I don't know when that was, but um yeah, man scored a lot of touchdowns, so figure I would throw him out there. But especially down the stretch, he wasn't great. Um, so even still, like Jets McKinnon probably gets it anyway. Like, um, between weeks. 13 and 16, um, Jamal Williams barely scored more than four points a game. Um, and that's really hurt Shalim um, in his quest for a title. And um, Jarek McKinnon really helped Andrew on his quest for a title. So um, I think that ultimately is the difference in the award. Well, there you have it. Jets McKinnon, congratulations. You are our waiver wire pickup of the year. Our next award, I want to kind of mix it up a bit, do a fun one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the our favorite NFL moment of the year. All right, um, just a just a good laugh. See who's um, who who we want to vote for the favorite um, moment. Now, my first moment is uh, when Sauce Gardner took the cheese hat and put it on and then um what's his name lizard slapped it off <laughs> oh, that was good that was all time um they were so they were so cut because they didn't realize how good the jets were going to be and how shit they were going to be shout out to the pack missed the playoffs good job guys lost to the lions that was pretty much the start of their meltdown. So uh, shout out to to Source. That's that's the guy right there. Our next favorite NFL moment of the year is AJ Brown catching a touchdown on three guys, coming down with it, everyone falling down, and him counting them one, two, three. That is a that is an all time moment for me. I think that was a great moment for Frank and uh, Joel as well. They loved watching that on the red zone. Um, so that's uh, that's our first two. Our last one, not really a meme or anything, uh, but I, I think I had to put it in here because it was such a good catch. Um, it's Jay Jettas, um, the catch against the Bills, uh, pretty much to to 
send that game to overtime and then and then win the game pretty much. Uh, I know he got helped with that catch, very controversial, uh, but I, I have to put that in here because it was such a good catch. Um, our favorite moment, Frank, what was yours out of those three? Yeah, I really like the uh, AJ Brown catch. Like you said, Joel and I are getting very excited. We did share some tender moments when AJ Brown would get into the end zone of a big Jalen Hurts bomb. And Devontae um, Smith. Yeah, Devontae. Well, we were basically um, buddies the whole year, Joel. It was great. But yeah. I've actually got to go with Jay Jetta's uh, catch down the sideline against the Buffalo Bills. I was sitting in a bar. I was on Santa Monica Pier. It was unreal. The there's these blokes that go for Buffalo and they looked like they just about had tears in their eyes when they inevitably lost that game. But when he took that catch, it was the best I'd ever seen. Everyone was going bananas. It was just a very cool moment. So I've got to go with that one. Um, I'll jump in. Um, yeah. My favourite moment of the year was Mike Evans, uh, Championship <laughs> Week. Shout out Matt Barbara. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. That wasn't a nomination. <laughs> Frank, I'm bringing my own nominations. Um, another one was, was it yesterday? The Detroit Lions beating the Packers. <laughs> that to, was pretty great. To knock them out. That was fantastic. But I will go with Sauce, Charlene, friend of the show, Sauce Gardner. We love you. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up Mike Evans and the uh, the Detroit Lions. I love the Lions. And I, I liked seeing them knock out the pack yesterday. Um, Joel, favorite NFL moment of the year? Um. Yeah, I'm going to bring another nomination. Um, and again, featuring one of our favorite teams, the New York Jets. Um, when they played the Miami Dolphins in New York, um, up big, uh, Michael Carter hitting the waddle in the end zone <laughs> after rushing for a touchdown. Um, <laughs> shout out <laughs> Michael Carter styling on the Dolphins. Um, boy, weren't the Jets fun. Um, and finally, um, Frank, you may remember this one, um, a game that was played, hang on, let me just get it up in week 11, um, <laughs> went to overtime, um, a game in Denver, um, Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. I hadn't pieced it together yet. Continue. <laughs> Devontae Adams catching a big bomb um, to seal the game for the Raiders in overtime against the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah, another good moment on the NFL season. But um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, the other best part about that as well is I had to spend the entire like ten minute break between the fourth quarter and overtime explaining the overtime rules to Caitlin, and then they they had they had about it was like two running plays. I think they got a first down and then they throw this bomb to Devontae as he's wide open. And I'm like, he's not getting there in time. He runs into the end zone. Everyone's like just gone quiet. There's a few Raiders fans going bananas. And then Kate turns to me and she goes, that's not good, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I could have thrown it off the third story of that ground. Just Just to let the listeners know, I was at that game in Denver. Um, awesome experience, but yeah, result wasn't wasn't great, especially uh, given the overtime game. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't have that in there. That's my favorite uh, NFL moment. <laughs> yeah, I want to change my <laughs> that too. 
Yeah, let's all change our picks now. <laughs> um, now we'll get back. Uh, that was a cool little fun one. We'll get back to the the fantasy football side of things. Our rookie of the year. Um, it's gonna be pretty easy to find out Joel's answer here. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty easy. It's only uh offensive players, obviously. Um, because my pick hundred would percent would be source if it was the real life NFL. Um, but we're gonna go with Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, and then honorable mention, shout out my guy, Brees Hall. Where's Kenneth Wilson? Um, I'm getting there. I just want to say to shout out Bruce Hall, man. Fuck. Kenneth <laughs> Walker is my next one. And our last one is Christian Watson. All right. That's our rookie of the years. Um, Purdy. No quarterbacks. No. Yeah. Okay. I guess. But I don't want any quarterbacks in this. And no tight ends because there were none. All right. It was just running backs and wide receivers. Uh, my rookie of the year. It was really close for me, but uh, I have to go with Garrett Wilson. Um, he was the most consistent rookie. Um, if Chris Alave didn't get injured, I guess it was a real toss-up between them two. Um, even though Kenneth Walker was so good, uh, he also plays for the J-E-T-S Jets, so that uh, gives gives him a boost for me. Um, so shout-out, Garrett Wilson. I know um, someone... Someone on this pod is going to love you for the rest of your career unless, um, you know, something happens, like you get shot or something. I don't know. Anyway, Frank, who's your... Shout out Ryan Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Ryan Robinson. He deserves a shout out. Not a bad player. He's pretty handy. Um, I will point out, I actually am going to go with Kenneth Walker. Um, Obviously, missed some games early in the season, and then he sort of got banged up towards the end, disappointed from time to time. But he did outscore Garrett Wilson by 15 points, and he missed more time than Garrett Wilson. So I've probably got to hand it to him. Obviously, running backs are, you know, a bit more scarce as well. I feel like Garrett Wilson's production was replaceable. You got him at a good price in redraft leagues, and same thing with Kenneth Walker. Um, but as far as dynasty goes, you're probably you're very excited for what you got out of Garrett Wilson. So I'm not. This isn't a jab at you, Joel. Or I know you get very protective over Garrett, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, just I've got to go with Kenneth Walker this time. Yeah, I'll jump in quick. Kenneth Walker, my vote. Um, yeah, I won't take up much more of your time. Frank said everything I needed to. Joel, where are you going with this award? I'd just like to, before I give my um, best rookie of the year, shout out um, Brees Hall, um, who was clearly going to win this award before the injury. Um, I actually do get a bit emotional talking about Brees. Um, Five touchdowns in six and a half games. Um, You know, multiple games with six catches, um, big touchdown runs, long touchdown runs. Um, yeah, he was, he was, he was going to be really, really good. Um, yeah. Um, sad times in Bateman's Bay when yeah. that happens. Getting a bit emotional, aren't Yeah, you? it really hurt me, that one. It was right up there. With, <laughs> it was right up there with Colin Morikawa blowing the six-shot lead. Um, 
on Monday morning, but I digress. Um, moving on to happier rookies, Garrett Wilson, um, rookie of the year. Um, he's him. He's so good. Um, he's him. Post week eight, he was incredible. Um, wide receiver 14, wide receiver two, wide receiver nine um, in weeks, um, you know, didn't really have the touchdowns, um, but that's what you get when you have losers at quarterback. Um, man was a target hog. Um, yeah, he, he's so good. So Garrett Wilson, rookie of the year, um, potentially, you know, top 10 wide receiver next year. Um, yeah. Presuming they get like competent quarterback play. Um, yeah. He's so good. Well, how do we decide this? Yeah, I don't know. Well, ready? We'll go paper, scissors, rock, Charlene. What did you go? go? I went scissors. Oh, I went rock. So there you go, Uh, guys. Kenneth Walker. Oh man, that was that was that was a tough battle right there. I can't believe you got me, guys. Um, I thought I had it with scissors. Who do you think wins the offensive rookie of the year in real life? Um, uh, I don't know. It's probably, uh, yeah, it's I think probably Garrett. Awesome. Yeah, it's Garrett. Yeah. yeah, I think he gets it. Brock it's, Purdy was like just... six to one. Um, he could win it coming into the final week, and he obviously had another good week 18. So, um, you know, it wouldn't actually surprise me. Brock Purdy just throws touchdowns to Kittle. Like, that's all he does. Yes, it's crazy. Um, anyway, move on, Charlie. Moving on. All right. So our rookie of the year goes to Kenneth Walker. Um, congratulations, Kenneth. Shout out to you. Um, on to the next award. Uh, some This one, uh, Andrew's going to like a lot. It says the Fantasy Finals MVP. So if you made it to the championship, you most likely won if you had one of these players. In Andrew's case, he had all four. There's some honorable mentions, but uh, these were pretty much the top scorers of this week. Uh, they were undeniably amazing. Uh, first player is Austin Eckler. He was already the fantasy MVP, and this is one of the reasons why. Our next player is Mike Evans. I didn't if uh, he really killed you if you didn't play him. Uh, I know a lot of people probably didn't want to play him. If you were forced into playing him, he really helped you out there. Next player is Devontae Adams. Um, you know, he he really told the Raiders that they really need Derek Carr that that week because he went off for all those touchdowns and all those yards without him. And our next player, um, shout out to this guy, Jared Goff. What a guy. Um, came through in week 16 as well. So shout out to him. Those are our finalists for the fantasy football fantasy finals MVP. My pick is going to be Mike Evans because of the reasons I just said. Man, pretty much I know he most likely wasn't in many people's finals. I'd be very surprised with how many teams actually had him. Um, I know people have like the percentages and stuff like that, but um I don't. I do apologize. Uh, but um, yeah, this man was awesome. He he came out and did what Mike Evans does. Uh, it just wasn't on a ra- random regular season game. It was it's it was kind of like um he gave you blue balls for the whole season. 
because this is the game that you pretty much thought you were getting um, every now and then, and he never gave it to you. And then in the last week, in your championship week, um, he he finally came through for you. So um, it, it was just, it would have been satisfying, at, at least if I had him in my team and won the whole thing, which I don't know how that feels. But anyway, Frank, who's your fantasy finals MVP? I think it has to go to Mike Evans, doesn't it? I mean, he gave you what forty fantasy points in the in the uh, the grand final. Yep. Tom Brady's mocking you. Tom Brady's mocking you at the end of the game. He's going, "I bet you had. Hope you had Mike Evans in your lineup, making fun of people that didn't have him in his lineup." That's the MVP right there. He won you the week. I'm not happy about it. Andrew had everyone. I'm still seething about my loss. I've had enough. Can we move on to the next award? Um, I mean, I had. Jared Goff, Austin Eckler, Jarek McKinnon, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper. Chris Godwin was also good. Um, I even had Dalton Schultz on the bench. Didn't need him. Um, but anyway, I digress. It's obviously Mike Evans. Interesting analogy, Shalim. Um, but, yeah, how can you score 400, uh, what was it? 200 yards, three touchdowns, 43 points, and not get it? Um Funny thing was, Frank, I was actually, you know, weighing up, do I start Mike Evans or Michael Pittman? And, um, yeah, I guess I started Mike Evans. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good time. He's already dead. <laughs> Inside um, Joel? I actually think it's Jared Goff. Not going to lie. Man had three touchdowns, six back-to-back weeks, um, 610 yards on the two weeks. Um, he was, he scored 30 in both games. Like he was just, he was so good. He was quarterback four and quarterback seven. Um, and it's Jared Goff, like, especially in a super flex league, if you had him as like your quarterback two, um, yeah. How, how could you, how did you, how did you not win a title? Um, I get Mike Evans had the big week, but Mike Evans scored four points the week before. Like, you know, if you want to say like the finals MVP, like I think it's Jared Goff. If you want to say the, you know, the week 17 or week, whatever we play now um, MVP, it's obviously Mike Evans, but um, yeah, I'm happy to do that. If it's both weeks combined, I'll change my vote to Goff. If it's just the last one, I'll take Mike Evans. I'm just bitter twisted so uh mike evans let's um let's make it a co-award let's make it mike evans and jared goff i think if uh you know both ways you can make an argument for both of them um because the president who won you the whole thing was mike evans but like jared goff pretty much uh he he got you there and then he came through as well so I, i i'm happy to give it to make this a co-award. Is everyone else happy with that? Yeah. I'm happy. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. Shout out the Four Loco squad. Um, Frank, how how was a Four Loco, by the way? Was it good? I'm sick of defending myself. I did not come across them. I did see them. I went into a heap of shops when I was over there, and I could not find them. There's a specific drink, Four Locos, over in the States. They're really strong. I don't know what are they, three standard drinks or something like that. Apparently, I couldn't handle a four loco and I was just hiding and putting it off and saying, oh, no, I couldn't find them. I'm not making it up. I couldn't find them. 
I don't know what else you want from me. The Four Loco squad beat me in the semifinals. I'm broken. I'm dejected. Andrew, just let, let me off the hook, please. <laughs> Gee, sorry, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Americans tweet at Frank FB Addict. See, Frank, I know your Twitter handle, you dog. Um, <laughs> Charlie, me sucks and that Thanks, four locos man. are everywhere. But, uh, Charlene, we can move on. All right, moving on. Next award. This is an interesting one with interesting players. Let's get into it. It is our comeback player of the year. Uh, it's pretty much a guy that uh, he either... Well, he he hasn't been good, or he was good, and then he was shit, and then now he's good again. So, um, shout out to these guys. Our nominations are Saquon Barkley, Geno Smith, and Justin Fields. Um, all three of these players pretty much came through for for you guys. I mean, um, they they were all inconsistent, but I think where you drafted him, if you drafted them. Because uh, I know Gino and Fields, it's kind of a depends on the league you were in. Um, I know Saquon was getting drafted regardless. Uh, if I have to make a pick here, as much as I don't like Saquon, I have to go with Saquon here. He proved a lot of people wrong. He proved he still had it. Um, I, I do want to give a big shout out to Gino. He proved a lot of people wrong. No, No one knew, you know, he had this in him. I mean, I know he's got weapons everywhere, but still, he came through. He's way better than Russell Wilson, but uh, and and Fields, he that man is that man just runs and he just gets 150 yards every game. Um, but as as good as they them two were, Saquon Barkley was was just uh, he was he was the MVP of the Giants. He's a huge reason why they're in the playoffs right now. Um, and he really helped everyone's fantasy year. I know he wasn't uh. RB1 or anything like that, but where you took him, I think you're really happy with uh with with him on your squad. Frank, um guessing you're gonna go Saquon as well. Who's your comeback player of the year? Yeah, I've got to give it to my boy Saquon. Um, you know, I was stoked to have him on my team, traded for him in the off season. Um he delivered exactly what I needed. Of course, came up a little bit short. But uh now very happy with Saquon this season, definitely my comeback player of the year. Um, I can't recall. Did you mention Christian McCaffrey in your nominations? Oh, I, I didn't actually. Wow. See, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Know I, I don't know. Saquon, I, I'm going to give the edge to Saquon because you got him in the third round. Like, sorry, beginning of the third round. And you had to still had to pay the price of 102 for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but he was Christian McCaffrey. He was, um, you know, he's a game-breaking fantasy running back. He basically was... As good as it gets to the position, man was traded midway through the year. And players that get traded, they never perform as well as, you know, they'd hope. In real life, they can obviously be very valuable. As far as fantasy goes, the numbers aren't quite there. Sometimes you get a couple of weeks. It takes um, the players some time to get acclimatized. It's a big word. Thanks, guys. Um, to the offense. But he's slid straight into the 49ers offense and became the focal point immediately. Um, I think it just shows how, you know, talented of a player he is. So I think we've got to give him his props as well. Um, I'll hand it over to you, Andrew. Who's your comeback player of the year? Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. I'm going to go a different direction. You know, you know your Saquons, your Christian McCaffrey's, they're fantastic. You know, they 
were fantastic. Then they were had a down year, and now they're like awesome again, obviously. But I'm gonna go a guy that wasn't even a fantasy option, then disappeared, and now he's in our league QB five. Um. 4,200 pass yards, 30 touchdowns. You know, we play six point um, per passing touchdown. But Geno Smith, um, yeah, I mean, what what more can I say? You know, he was dead and buried. Um, I mean, he's he's been a journeyman. He's been everywhere. Probably my favorite story of the entire NFL season is Geno. Um, and he was usable every week um, in a league I had. I, you know, I, um, I tanked quarterback, didn't take one and picked up Gino and, um, yeah, man was, I just left him there all year, twenties, thirties, um, every week. So my vote's Gino, happy to give it to Saquon or Christian. Um, but yeah, just shout out Gino. Joel, come back. Yeah. I'm giving it to Saquon too. Not only because like he come back and was awesome, the difference between him and Christian McCaffrey was when Christian McCaffrey played, he was always good. When Saquon played like the previous season and even the season before that, he kind of sucked when he was on the field. Um, and, you know, you sort of questioned whether he was still, you know, as good. Um, so, and now like he obviously showed that he was. Um, so especially from a fantasy perspective, um, I think he is the comeback player of the year. From a real life perspective, if Geno Smith doesn't actually win the award in real life, um, I'm going to lose a lot of credibility for the actual award itself. Like he's clearly the NFL comeback player of the year. Like, you know, after week one, when he was like, yeah, I ain't right back yet. You're sort of like, oh, it's just like, shut up, Geno. You know, you won one game at home, uh, week one, clear spot game, like, you know, give it up. But for him to play the whole year, play awesomely the whole year make the playoffs um after the sorry they're not done yet you never know i I know like you know they could i mean they're not going to but we'll we'll, you know we'll get there in a later show during the week um with our playoff picks but um you know obviously you know he has help like dk metcalf and tyler lockett are awesome weapons um but you know you still have to have someone to feed you the ball and Geno Smith has done an excellent job of that. Um, you know, coming off Russell Wilson to Geno Smith has ended up being a massive upgrade for Seattle. And they, now they have a top five pick. Um, they have, you know, they can go any direction they want to go. Now they don't have to take quarterback, which is what everyone thought they would have to do um, coming into the year. All right. So we've got another tie here. Gino. And Saquon. No, I think Saquon. Oh, I gave it to Saquon, but real life, it has to be Gino. Oh, okay, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, just fantasy wise, I think it. it you know, you got to go with Saquon, but um, when it, it's real life, one hundred percent, I I completely agree with uh Joel's take with the credibility on that award and everything, because uh, if he doesn't win, it'll be pretty pretty crazy. Um, so congratulations to Saquon. You're the Fantasy Addicts Comeback Player of the Year. Our next award. Um, this is going to be a lot of words. So bear with me, people. Um, 
we're going to go with the best regular season fantasy game of the year. All right. I've got two players in each position. I'm going to go through their stats and what player it was and who they verse. I I don't have the fantasy points here because everyone's kind of got different scoring league, but obviously this game, they, uh, they played very well. So um, shout out to these guys. So first guy is Joe Burrow versus the Falcons. Uh, he threw for about 480, uh, three touchdowns, ran for uh, 20 yards and a touchdown as well. So what, 500 yards altogether, four touchdowns. My Our next player is Tua, uh, Mr. Fobb against the Baltimore Ravens uh, week two. It was 469 yards and six touchdowns. It was a crazy comeback. He did have two interceptions, though, uh, which was um, kind of put a, a little bit of a stain towards the, the stat sheet because it doesn't look uh, as, as nice as it, it could have been, I guess you could say, but he doesn't really make that comeback without it. Um, our next guy is Josh Jacobs against the Seattle Seahawks. He had... Uh, 229 yards rushing, six catches, 74 yards receiving, and two tuds. Um, that was a game where he was on the injury report really late. People weren't sure if he was going to play. He ended up playing. Um, that's a lot of points if uh, you play fantasy. Uh, Joe Mixon is our next running back against the Panthers. He had 22 carries, 153 yards, four catches, and 48 yards for five touchdowns as well. That was huge. That's kind of all Joe Mixon did for the year, so shout out to him. Our next player is Taysom Hill against the Seahawks. He had nine rushes for 112 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know how many people played him, but shout out to Taysom Hill. Uh, Mr. Tight end slash running back slash quarterback, whatever he is. Next guy, Evan Ingram versus the Titans. 11 catches, 162 yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, he, he what, a, what a player he was. He should, probably should have been on the comeback player of the year anyway. Next player is Jalen Waddle. He was kind of the most person who benef benefited from that uh, tour game. Uh, I know Tyreek Hill played good too, but he had 11 catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. And our last guy is Devontae Adams against the Chargers. He had eight catches, 177 yards, and two tuds. Frank, I hope you got all that. What was your favorite yeah, performance? I'm very from... sharp. Of course I did. <laughs> what was I'm your... Actually... Uh, favorite performance from one of these players from the year well i'm firstly i'm gonna mention um again one of the one of the players in one of the games that you said just before that evan ingram game where he had two touchdowns at 160 yards that was awesome that was so funny i was going up against joel that week and you still um, lost unhappy. yeah i know <laughs> but it was funny it was funny for a moment let me have this one okay it ended up Ended up costing me a chance in the grand final, didn't it? If I had to play, I think I would have been out anyway. I think it made no difference, to be honest. But still, that was very funny. But the Joe Mixon, 53 fantasy points. I went and checked at Charlene, so I'm doing all the background research for you. It's okay. Um, but just an incredible performance. You're right. Probably is all he did all year. He was, he was good for like 10 fantasy points, but then just wouldn't do anything else above that. Um, except for that one game. Man went off. Um, so it was really cool. I reckon uh, having him on my team that fifty point week was very nice. So it's got to be that one. That's just a huge performance. You don't see that one very often. 
Yeah, it's it's Joe Mixon, but Charlene, did you uh, mention the Justin Fields game where he ran for like 180 yards on the ground? I didn't. Uh, as good as that was, I I don't think he scores as many points as Joe and Tua. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, shout out Justin Fields, you're the man. Yeah, that was awesome. But um, yeah, it's it's Joe Mixon, Joel. Um, the only other game I would throw out is uh, AJ Brown against the Titans was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Not only because he had a lot of fantasy points, but just because it was against the Titans. Um, and TJ Hawkinson's game um, in like week four against Seattle when he had, when like everyone was out, they had no Armin Ra, they had no DJ Shark, and he was like the whole offense and he had like two touchdowns and 188 yards. That was pretty fun too. Um, but the actual answer to the game is um, Joe Mixon and his five touchdowns. Like that was um, that was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, definitely won you the week, and um, yeah, it was fun to watch. Pretty sure we had the Bengals in that game from memory. Charlie M, that was fun. That was over at you know the first quarter. So yeah, fun times. All right, congrats, Joe Mixon. Glad you won something this year. Um... <laughs> Best fantasy game of the year. Shout out to hey, you. He might, win the, he might win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Go Bengals. Anyway, our next award, I've mixed two together because I didn't know, didn't really know how to um, separate them, make it a good enough segment. So I'm going to go with our favorite NFL team to bet on. All right. So Joel and I had a, a, a bet show every week. And these four teams were pretty much the most team, uh, the most um, selected teams that we bet on. Pretty much, either took their um, their handicap or their totals uh, over under, or you know, uh, made a multi with these teams. Pretty much, all four of these teams won us a lot of money. Uh, shout out to these teams. Uh, we're gonna go through them through them now. Far out. I'm struggling. I've talked a lot this show so our first team is the eagles fly eagles fly our next team is the j e t s jets 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 our third team is the cincinnati bengals um they snuck in a lot i went through our bets and um they 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 came through quite quite a lot of times um so shout out to them and our last team is the detroit lions um, shout out to those guys. Jared Goff, you're the man. Um, gonna go straight to Joel. Gonna, uh, and then we'll go to Andrew and Frank. Who was uh, who was your favorite team to bet on, Joel? I think, and it sounds funny, but I think it was the Bengals. Um, when I, I feel like I had a pretty good read on the Bengals throughout the year. Obviously, they had their struggles early. Um, but I think, you know, there was key games throughout the year where um, I don't know if like obvious is the right word, but there was like clear games where, you know, it was just a clear spot game and you could sort of project that they were going to um, where they were going to win, um, whether or not it was that, you know, the week three game um, at the Jets was obviously a must win game that they, you know, they did bounce back the week nine game um, at Carolina. Um, you know, that was another one. Um, yeah, I just feel like we had a really good read on the Bengals throughout the year. Obviously, the game at Tampa Bay was looking a bit shaky early, but um, 
yeah, they came back and dominated. And I think there was the um, at New Orleans game. Um, did they cover that one? Or did they won big, yeah? I feel like whenever off a loss, the Bengals were really fun team to bet on. You were able to get a really good number um, and they were pretty much, they turned into the cover kings throughout the end of the year. They were what the Falcons were at the start of the year. They were at the end. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, obviously, there was a there was a thread I put out on the Twitters, follow the, uh, at the FB Addicts, Frank, you might want to write that one down. Um, on, on Twitter, you know, I, I said we are a big Bengals brand from memory. Week 15 against the Bucks. Um, looked dicey early, but yeah, I, I think the, the books always just had the Bengals as like two and a half point favorites or three point favorites. And they were versing a team they were clearly better than. And um, I feel like we did really well betting on the Bengals because that always win by more than three. So, but shout out Philly. Uh, we were big on them over nine and a half wins preseason. So I will give it to the Bengals, but I love them big birds. So um, Frank, Charlene, back to you two. Uh, where were you going with this one? Yeah, I think we've got to give the Eagles their respect. Um, obviously, yeah, I think we were all very keen on over nine and a half wins for the Eagles. Um even despite the success of the rest of the division, to be expected, more wins out of the division, even though they they only lost one game um, to the Commanders, but they still got smashed that ten win total. So that was a really good win for us. Travis Etienne overs early in the season when he was getting a bit more work taking over that backfield. There's a bit of value to be had there, um, but then overall, I'm still probably the best, you know, one team that kept popping up. We kept seeing value um, in their lines and their handicaps. So I think uh, that was probably our most hit team, I'd say, this year. I think we've got to agree. We might have to go through the Twitters and recheck all of our uh, tips, but I think that's definitely the one. Yeah, um, no disagreements on my side. Uh, they're the most consistent winners for me. Um, so they, they kind of win it um, by default, but definitely my favourite team, because every time I've been on, especially early on the season, um, it was entertaining because they kept me on the edge of my seat. Uh, it's the, the Jets. Uh, not only did they have, you know, three different starting quarterbacks, four. They've had four different quarterbacks in there um, to really, you know, roll the dice on uh, on these on these bets. But um, a lot of the times they came through, you know, once, once uh, the – the you know sports band everything they started to get a grip on how good the jets were did make it a, uh, a bit hard to win when you bet on him which uh where that's when the bengals started to catch fire but that's why i love joe because you know joe joe's won me a lot of money and uh he's still gonna continue to win me money because I, I don't know what it is i think because when they lose it's it's uh like when they lost to the browns that week that was that was really out of nowhere and when they lose, I don't know why it's so dramatic. It feels like they're, like, really bad. Like, the week one against the Steelers, that was bad. Um, so Week two against um, the Cowboys was worse. Yeah, that, that one was even worse. You know, a lot of people bet on that that, that game. They thought that uh, Bengals were going to come in there week two after losing to the Steelers and destroy them. Um, and they they lost to the backup quarterback. Um, so that 
that really probably hurts why oh you know their why their odds and when they were favorited they they weren't very high like they they don't get the respect like Patrick Mahomes does you know when he goes into uh versus the Texans he gets like minus seventeen it's, you know what I mean it's uh that's that's where you can find value so shout out to to Joe shout out Jamar I uh, love love you boys the, those are my guys. Um, but that's going to cap off the award show for today. Uh, shout out to all the winners. Appreciate you guys. Um, I know you helped a lot of us in our fantasy leagues. Um, so shout out to you. Um, does anyone have anything to add on before we end the show? Yeah, I've got one more award. Um, the Fantasy Sharps Dynasty League. Uh, best. Best. Um, Best fantasy manager of the year. Um, so the nominees are um, Andrew, um, Joel, Shalim, or Frank. And uh, Frank, I'll give it over to you. Um, who, who are you voting for, buddy? As much as I want to give this award to myself, and I think Joel deserves his respect for amassing all those draft picks in the off season. I know you'll be uh, busy hitting the books about who you're going to pick with all those. Uh, Shalim. Sorry, it's not you. Um, you basically you went all in. You failed miserably. Your team's in tatters. Um, you're definitely well out of the equation here, Andrew. You won again. You've gone back to back. You won our league's jackpot. Big payday for you. It's it's got to be you, sadly. As much as it pains me to say, um, hopefully now that you've won your two, you're gonna go off into the sunset. And hopefully you're never to be heard from again for the next five years. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, a lot can change in a dynasty off season, and I'm hoping it changes for the worst for your team. But for now, congratulations. Thanks, Frank. Um, yeah. Um, look, uh, as much as Joel's done a good job with you know rebuilding his team from the start, and uh, as much as Frank has consistently. You know, being first and second, he's got the best win percentage in the league. Um, and he, he's lost again in the first round of the playoffs. Um, as I want to say, me, you know, um, just missed the playoffs last year. Uh, I was by far and away the best regular season team this year. Uh, so many points. It didn't matter. Didn't, didn't, come, didn't come to fruition what, uh, what I thought was going to happen. I uh, have to give it to Andrew. Man's living my dream. Uh, if I could go back to back in fantasy, I'd probably just, uh, just pack it in, you know, just uh, sit. You know, I, I would go, I would use the money I'd go on holiday. That's how much this, I, I would have for a party. If I went back to back, I would have, I would have, because when I almost won it in the, uh, when I first, this is throwback, when I first uh, Liam in the, and just the normal redraft. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught this. I had DeAndre Hopkins. This is the last time I made the grand final. DeAndre Hopkins caught this ball. He was, like, in the air, and, like, he caught it with, like, three fingers on the sideline. They were getting smashed as well. And he brings it down, scores it. It was, like, um, candidate for catch of the year. I see this happen. I see me take the lead. And like no one else is in the house except for my dad. I just I I literally did like five laps around the house, screaming my head off. And then I came and sat down to catch my breath. 
and uh, Liam had Juju. Um, Steelers were up by like 50. And um, man, man scored like a 40-yard touchdown or something. And then, yeah, that was that was the last time I had had taste of, of winning it. So uh, I don't know how it feels to be Andrew, but he's definitely the best uh, manager in the league. So shout out to you. Thanks, Shalom. It feels good. Um, Joel, who would you not want to be going into our Dynasty League in 2023 now? Out of us four or? No, we'll bring in the entire league. Who is who is in the worst position? It's, yeah. the fire. It has to be Dylan Lawrence. Um, to go back to your original question, though, um, there's only ever um, two winners in a Dynasty season. Um the person who gets the 101 and the person who wins the actual league. Um, so, oh, well, the person who wins the league is probably the winner, but then the next person is the person who gets the 101. So, shout out me and my, it's actually 10 top 17 draft picks in the 23 class. So, that's exciting. Um, but, Frank, um, yeah, it has to be Dylan Lawrence. Um, that team is a mess um, and it has no draft picks um, coming up until like, oh, it has, you know, minimal draft capital. Um, and then followed by Burjo, that team is still going to be a mess for a long, long time. Like I know he has Josh Allen and Justin Fields, but he has literally nothing outside of them. Um, this is a very like deep league too with large starting rosters. Like he's rolling out. He was rolling out Gus Edwards, Rex Burkhead, and Matt Breeder as his top three running backs. Um, Woof. That's going to take a little lot. Around, it doesn't turn around fast for Virgo. No. Um, I will expose him a little bit. Josh Allen, Justin Fields, very much available if you've spoken to him. So if you do <laughs> want to have a chat with him about those two players, they are available for trade. You and Joel are the only one that can probably get him. He's yeah. out of capital. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you all. Well, you won't do anything because you're a pussy. I don't see why you're excited. Why are you going to... Well, didn't lose his leg. He just got tore his ACL. He'll be back. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to trade for him. It's only Joel. That's it. Exactly. So, sucks to be him. But I'm just saying, he's available, Charlie. And, man, if you had some draft picks, you could go get a good quarterback. Instead, you have 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers. They're just oh, waiting fine, for their 26 bro. picks, bro, so they can sell them off. Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's the beauty about going all in. The picks keep coming back. And you just keep... <laughs> they just keep coming back. Again. <laughs> I threw down a tactical insertion and they just keep coming back. <laughs> hey, you want my 26 first? Give me another asset. Let's go. Yeah, uh, bro, come on, man. First. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, follow the podcast on the Twitters at the FD Addicts on the Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, any closing words, you three? Thanks for this, Shalim. I had fun uh, recapping yeah, the great very, season. Very smooth, Andrew. Very smooth on the uh, the plug of the socials. I I like that. Um, yeah, thank you, Shalim, for hosting this wonderful awards show. Um, it's been insightful. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about my fantasy team. Um, for all the listeners. The fantasy season may be over, but if you're a dynasty player, the fantasy season is just beginning. Um, it's the most important time of the year. Make sure you're hitting the books. Check out all the rookies. Make sure you're watching the film. Make trades with your league. Keep your leagues active. Um, I'm going to be trying my very best to keep our league active as well. 
Um, I know Joel will be as well. Um, it'll be a really good off-season. So uh, join us. We're going to be, you know, doing the pod all the way through. So uh, make sure you're tuning in as always.